Hey, we just want to welcome you to the listeners of the Fall Podcast. I'm Drew. And I'm Micah. We're excited to be with you guys here today. Micah, what have you been up to? Uh, other than this week, it's just kind of been a uh, uh, good week because we've had a few different things come out that I've been interested in watching as far as television shows go. Um, one of which, obviously, is The Bad Batch Season 3. For sure. Um, I, I checked it out the other day, and, and you're right. I think this week has been filled with releases. It's kind of been a little overstimulating, to be honest. <laughs> um, Avatar came out, The Bad Batch. Um, there's been some other things that have came out, too, this week. Uh, they, they announced, actually, that they're going to bring the, the OG collection of Battlefront 1 and 2 back. Yes, which I'm um, very excited about that. Yes. Uh, game growing up. Same. I mean, it's... It's kind of crazy and surreal that they're actually bringing, you know, that back, um, which it's it's kind of been out there a little bit, you know, but um, they're now just, I guess, updating it for, you know, our consoles, like modern consoles and stuff. And I thought yeah. at first they were going to remaster it, but uh, I don't think that's what's going to be happening. But, you know, it, it is what it is. But um, they said that they're going to have some DLC for it, like that they released like years ago, too, with it. and. Right, so and I think the other big change, like the Hero Assault, I think is what it was called, um, which was only available on like two missions or planets, scenes, whatever you, they were. Um, they're going to be available on either all of them or more of them, so that'll be cool. That would be pretty cool. One of my favorite things, I think, from that game series was in the second one when you did the campaign and you heard the voiceover of the clone trooper. Oh yeah. Um, it, it it was just kind of like really emotional, I guess, as we began to see the the rise of the empire and stuff like that. But I thought it was yeah, really cool, especially at that time, because that was like the first um, time that we had kind of gotten a view of what it was like for the clone troopers. We haven't really at that time had their perspective, and so that kind of um, just gave us the idea of what was going on in their minds as they fought beside the Jedi, and then they eventually had to betray the Jedi and even afterwards in that game, um, what was going on in their mind and how difficult it was for them. No, for sure. I think you're absolutely right. Um, well, you mentioned a show that came out and as this is our first episode on our podcast, um, it's kind of cool because this, the, the, this, the first three episodes of this particular show dropped this week and it was the bad batch. And, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I was, I was kind of blown away by it. Um, I think Clone Force 99 has been one of my favorite, obviously, little clone squads that has came out. And I was really excited uh, when the first season came out to see where, you know, where they were going to go and the direction that they were going to take. And I, I feel like they've done a great job with it, um, you know, uh, bringing in new characters, uh, bringing in more backstory to fill in some gaps. Mm -hmm. And so um, I really enjoyed... Uh, the first three episodes uh, this this past week when I watched them. I mean, what about you? What do you think? Yeah, I did too. Um, obviously, this season is kind of more of a kind of a darker tone because, like the other seasons, um, you kind of had like the side missions that they would go on to, and some of them were quirky. Some of them were like Indiana Jones style, going into a mountain looking for the heart of the mountain. Um, so you just kind of had some just fun character building side quests. Um, of course, you also had some more of the darker, serious tones in there, but this one seems like it's going to be just 
completely set that tone, especially from the first three episodes. That's what it seems like it's doing, um, which I really enjoyed. Uh, the first episode kind of reminded me a lot of how Andor was. Um, yeah. Just yeah. kind of feeling like ominous and oppressive almost. Um, not a lot really happened in that first episode, but it was still just kind of the tone of Omega's captured, Crosshair still being uh, tortured, and there's still this you know ominous tone of what are they doing? What are they going to find out? How are the uh, Bad Batch team? What's left of them still going to get together? And you know how's it all going to end? No, for sure. And you know you even mentioned like with with um, Crosshair's torture, you know, and something that I noticed in that first episode a lot was. I mean, because it's been like a, a few years or a year since we've seen season two, right? Like, I think the last time it came out was, was it 2021? Am, am I correct on that? Or 2022? Uh, it's been about a few years, right? It was either last year or two years before. I want to say it was I, last year, though. Because um, it, it ended with him being captured and he was he was being tortured for information on them. And so I think that, you know, I, I saw him holding his hand a lot and her, um, Omega, um, asking you know, hey, like, is your hand okay? Like, you know, you're going to be all right. Um, and so uh, it just kind of brought back that that memory, that connection from the last season that, uh, you know, they have been torturing him. And I wonder if eventually if it's going to affect, you know, how he how he shoots, how he snipes, you know? Um, I mean, I think uh, it already did, as we saw in, I think it was episode three. Um, he did, he didn't have the, he missed whatever shot, whoever, I can't remember who he was shooting at. It may have just been another stormtrooper, but... Um, he missed his first shot. So See, I, didn't notice I think that. that it definitely is playing a role in affecting his abilities, um, which Crosshair has been through a lot. I mean, yeah, he betrayed the Bad Bats uh, initially, but as we've seen him, especially in season two, we kind of saw that his character arc was changing because he kind of saw that the Empire viewed him and everybody as disposable and expendable. Um, so, I mean, he's gone through starvation, freezing, poisoning. But then also like losing people around him too, right? Like, like he said, he betrayed the Bad Batch, but then also um, before his capture, he, w- he was beginning to see the, the true side of the Empire. And I think that mm-hmm. he began to see a lot of his quote unquote brothers, um, aside from the Bad Batch, kind of, you know, either perish or get captured or be, you know, treated ill. Um, but I agree with you. I think that uh, as as this season has started, it's it's definitely started off on a real gritty, dark tone. Um, you know, the the first episode uh, as Omega, you know, it, it just seems like we we get to see this this back behind the scenes of what she's going through, and um, obviously they're they're testing blood and they're looking, you know, for something, and they said they're they're looking for an M count, and you know, I I think it was you know mid chlorian count, like they're looking maybe for something um uh a host you know for a force user right and and it makes me think yeah. about the mandalorian that they yeah, were looking they were looking for, for grogu yeah you know so um and then obviously uh we, we see that they they're beginning to test blood and test clone samples and nala say the community uh kaminoan sorry i must mispronounce that <laughs> um <laughs> the kaminoan you know she was like trying to to obviously save omega and not testing her blood and um i don't know i just i think it's very interesting and then obviously we kind of see um the the connection into the mandalorian the sequel trilogy with um you know papa papa palps emperor palpatine rolling up 
right. um, yes, which was really cool, you know. Yeah, um, I agree because I love. Um, I think it was in season two when we first saw Emperor Palpatine in the Bad Batch, at least. Um, anytime they bring stuff like that up in Bad Batch and stuff like that, I've, I've really enjoyed the connection that it's bringing from the prequels to the um, original and even sequel trilogies. Um, but one thing you mentioned, the when they were testing blood, it's just kind of a kind of a side note, um, but I just like how they did it as kind of in the first episode when they showed it, it was kind of a um, a view on, hey, this is how far the episode's going. So it's kind of like a countdown before the episode ends. And then it was the third episode where it was like, hey, this is the countdown before everything goes awire and how much they need, have, how much time they have to escape. Yeah, for sure. It really connected like in, in, in the sense of just how the episode progressed and it was actually really cool, like you just said and stuff. Uh I I hear your I hear Stormtrooper, your dog in the in the background. Yeah, yeah. She's, um she's making her presence known. Pretty 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 excited about about the Bad Batch, it sounds like as well. Um <laughs> But uh no, I, I think that you're you're right and how you pointed that out. I think it was really cool. Um I think that something that I I, I I kind of still get excited about um, in season one or not even in season one in episode one I'm sorry about is how we see some of the clone commandos like from the original video mm-hmm. game and we were introduced to them the second season but um, or, or you know first season either one we were introduced you know early on to them but I think it's really cool because it's like um, they're clones and, and they they still have some type of presence uh there in the in the empire and they're really utilized and so i don't know just kind of a cool cool thing for me yeah for now for now right and and so um yeah i i thought that uh episode one was good i thought that how you know it it, it was just seeing the, the, the different perspective of the empire which i i sometimes think that we need to see that uh more often obviously like i feel like we always see the the perspective of the behind the scenes of the rebellion and the Jedi and the Sith even sometimes, but I'd love to see more of a perspective of the, you know, uh, the empire, the, uh, the stormtrooper perspective. And, and so I think it's cool that we're starting to kind of get to see that a little bit. And then, um, like you said, when, when Palpatine rolled up, um, we, be, we kind of, we, we, we kind of get to begin to see what they're doing, you know, with project mm-hmm. necromancer yeah. and which that was mentioned in the Mandalorian. And, I think it's cool. Um, you know, they, they went through the, the secret, um, secret gate, um, or the, the, the barrier, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the, they right, had with all the, the lasers. lasers. Yeah. 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 Um, kind of reminded me of episode one a little bit, to be honest with the, mm-hmm. the for the force rays and stuff like that. And, and so, um, you know, but just, I, I wonder what, you know, he saw in the, the giant containers. Cause we never really saw that. Um, yeah, I was expecting, um, which I told you, I, I was expecting to see like a, a early form of Snoke or something like that to where it just kind of connected um, the sequel trilogies in that aspect, which we may eventually, but yeah, no, I, I just, I, I thought it was cool. I, I wonder, you know, I wonder if, um, you know, I, you know, I was thinking this as they were testing Omega's blood if she is going to end up eventually being force sensitive because you know, does that yeah. mean that she, yeah, have a I was going to ask your opinion on that, you know, does, cause obviously when we meet Anakin Skywalker in episode one, he has the, the high 
extremely high midichlorian count. And Qui-Gon is um, talking about how even Master Yoda uh, doesn't have that much um, as high of a midichlorian count. So we know that high midichlorian counts typically um, typically can determine whether somebody's Force-sensitive or not. Uh, not to say that they have to be have to have a high midichlorian count, but that is kind of where some of that ease of talent in training comes along. Um, but I don't think she's necessarily going to be Force-sensitive, because I think we would have gotten a little bit more of some of that already. Um, but I think she'll be more Force-attuned, if you kind of like um, you think of Han like Solo and... Well, Sabine, I think, is actually more Force-sensitive. More Force-sensitive, you think? Yeah. Um, but Force-attuned would be like Han Solo to where he's very talented in flying and makes these crazy escapes and, and, uh, that, that, you're, that are impossible uh, to do. So it's kind of a step below the Force-sensitivity, um, but they're still very attuned to the Force to where they unknowingly... Um, kind of had better luck so to speak yeah i see what you're saying yeah yeah because that would kind of be interesting the if, if it does go the route of like full force sensitive like the first force sensitive clone trooper you know mm. or not clone trooper but clone essentially you know and yeah so um yeah i'm just kind of curious to know where, the, where they're going to go with that i i, I feel that it, you know we're, because palpatine is looking for a host obviously to be able to to transfer um, in case something happens to him, which we know eventually what will happen to him and with the sequel trilogy and everything that happens. And so, um, I'm, I'm curious to know, like, you know, or is he looking for a, a body like, um, Moff, uh, Moff Gideon was, uh, a body that had high midichlorian counts to where he could transfer his, his essence, his spirit per to say into yeah. the body, uh, to be able to utilize that, you know? So I'm kind of curious to know where they're going to go with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely what he's looking for in Project Necromancy because that's essentially what we see in Rise of Skywalker, that he has achieved that. Um, and even in some of the comics um, that Star Wars did in the 90s uh, from Dark Horse, that's what happened to Emperor Palpatine. Um, he transferred his spirit into other clones. Uh, so I think it's that's definitely going to be the the end goal, the outcome that what happens because we've already seen it happen. Um, we're just kind of in the middle right now of and in, in the beginning of stages of seeing how Project Necromancy came about. So I do think that's definitely what's going to happen. Um, it's just a matter of how the Bad Batch and Omega will play a part in that. No, for sure. I, I'm I'm kind of curious to see how, how it's going to progress as well. Um, what did you think about, um, let's, let's take some steps back a little bit. Um, when, uh, we, we finally were able to see what, what's left of the bad batch, which is Hunter and Wrecker. Um, obviously they look rough. (laughs) They look like they have been through it. Um, and obviously because they've been on the run for quite some time and, um, they're not able to you know, stock up on supplies and just not trust anyone, obviously, because they're kind of on the run. You know, uh, what did you think about the episode um, 
I believe it was it was it two where they landed on uh, the planet um, after they had um, completed a job, like mm-hmm. kind of like a mercenary job yeah. to get some information for Omega. Yeah. So, what did you think about um, the the planet they landed on? I I was kind of um, kind of cool to see that they bumped into some younger clone troopers. Yeah. The yeah, like they were like it kind of gave me the Clone Wars vibes, like right when we would see mm-hmm. those those troopers um, on Camino as they were, uh, you know, growing up and stuff. And so, what do you think about that? I thought it was, I thought it was kind of cool. Um, it, it seemed as if you know when they landed, obviously they're they're, they're these two um, or three boys that they see these cadets. They're obviously um, a little terrified and a little shaken up of just kind of the environment they're in. And then we, we eventually well, find out empire yeah, yeah, yeah. destroy everybody. So no, right. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Get you on the edge uh, a little bit <laughs> for sure. Um, but it, you know, it, they were saying that they were stationed there, um, to, uh, obviously progress in their clone trooper training, but then the empire took over and, you know, enslaved them. And then, uh, the doctor, um, what is his name? I'm going blank. Uh, Dr. Hemlock. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Hemlock was uh, conducting experiments there. And, um, it just kind of makes me wonder what kind of experiments maybe this guy was, you know, was doing. And and obviously we see one of them later on. Yeah. We see all the vines and stuff. Um, but I don't know. It just kind of makes me wonder what different kind of experiments he was, he was doing. Um, I wonder if if we're going to see expecting which I don't know how they came up. I guess they were just running tests on plants and it evolved into the creepy tentacle monster thing that we saw towards the end. Yeah. Um, so I think it's interesting that they did the plants, but I mean, we've seen like even from the clone wars that, um, Palpatine, uh, was wanting to, experiment on stuff and even clone stuff. Um, that's where, which I think it was in season two, we got um, a little bit of a taste of what he did with the Zillow beast. Um, so he's been doing this for a while. He's had people in the background doing this for a long time. Um, I think that's one thing that made Palpatine such a uh, enemy to be reckoned with is that he, yeah, he planned for like every outcome. He was very strategic. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think it seems like they've just been experimenting on anything and everything that they can do. Uh, right. For including, sure. As we've seen clones. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and, and I think that for me, uh, it looked like, so, you know, what, what happens is, you know, they're, they're looking for a way to find information, you know, where Omega's whereabouts are. And so, when they find the cadets on this planet after the information that they, you know, were originally given falls through the bad batch hunter and wrecker, you know, go to explore what's left of a orbital bombardment, um, from the empire. And they stumble across this, like you were talking about the, the giant, like beast, um, you know, uh, and when we finally get to see it, uh, it reminds me of a, Sarlacc pit. Yeah. It's made out of vines. <laughs> yeah. It, it definitely did remind me of that. Or, um, and I know it's not Star Wars, but it reminded me of The Watcher in Lord of the Rings when they're yes. fixing to enter the uh, Manjimoria. Yeah. 
It was a slither vine. That's what it was called. The slither vine. Slither the, um, yep. slither vine. And so it's like these giant, like just thick alien-esque vines. And so like when, when they first encounter it, you know, it's kind of in the jungle and the cadets are like, Hey, don't touch the vines. Right. And then, so I'm thinking that it's not going to probably be anything. It's just maybe something on, on the planet. And then we see this giant, like Sarlacc pit watcher from Lord of the Rings style, giant alien hybrid. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that also has heck? little babies running around. Yeah. It's got little, yeah. And it kind of reminded me of alien, the movie, you know, like when they, like when, when they first entered the research facility and you saw those little bitty baby alien slither vine esque things running around and they were like jumping for their face. It reminded me of the movie, you know, alien from like back in the, um, in the seventies and the eighties, you know, mm-hmm. um, with, with Ridley Scott and just like the face hugger thing. It, it just kind of reminded me of that. And, uh, yeah. I was thinking originally that's maybe, maybe the direction they were going to go with it. Like, right. Like maybe they were going to find like people there that were, you know, getting mutated. attacked by, yeah, mutated or getting attacked by these things. And so, I don't know. I just found it very intriguing that it just had this appearance of like a giant octopus um, with a giant pit with teeth, you know, and yeah. it's, it makes you, makes me wonder, like, were they trying to take, you know, a Sarlacc pit and make it into this giant, you know, uh, yeah, it's jungle-esque, um, you know, thing? They could have done that or, I don't know, they could have just created it kind of like a defense type thing. Because obviously, if you're walking through the forest trying to infiltrate a base or something, you're not going to think that plants are going to warn the Empire or something. So it could be just some sort of defense thing that they were trying to develop also. No, for sure. You know, just like walking through and you just fall in and boom, you're dead. Right. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Uh, In that episode, it was good. I I enjoyed it. Um, You know, I, I, I feel like we were able to kind of see just kind of how run down Hunter and Wrecker um, are. I mean, essentially they've, they've lost their whole squad, right? Like yeah. uh, Crosshair is in prison. Tech is with um, Rex um, on a mission Echo. to get, yeah. Or Echo. I'm sorry. Uh, tech is gone. Yeah. Tech, <laughs> tech is, is gone. Yes. Tech is gone. Allegedly dead. Yes. Which, you know, I have my suspicions that we saw the mysterious assassin in the trailer and I just feel like it's him, right? Like, yeah. You know, uh, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll see that, you know, maybe they'll be reunited, reunited at the end, but who knows? But I don't know. I just, I feel like he's lost. They've lost everyone, you know, and, um, and, uh, Omega has been kidnapped and, um, Echo is with Rex and tech is gone and it's like their family and it's like super like bad to the bone squad has been like completely torn apart. Right. And, you know, so I think it was cool to kind of see that perspective from them, because I I believe that when we were first introduced to them, I mean, they're just like legit, right? Like nobody is going to touch them. And Mm -hmm. then I think as we progress to this season, it's kind of like we're beginning to see the realistic side of them, of being worn down, being um, pulled apart, essentially. And I I think the the toll of War. the empire is really um, beginning to, has begun to uh, have its wear on them. Uh, because like you said, they, they've lost everybody in their squad, their family. Um, and as far as they know, the only person that 
um, they can truly rely on that that's still alive, in their opinion, is Omega. So that's why they're trying to rescue her. No, for sure. And like you, like you know, you and I just said that I feel like we're gonna we're gonna see Tech come back. I don't know. I just don't feel like he's gone completely. And yeah, I do think that could be completely but, wrong. But I mean, I think if you look at that. I don't know if it was an assassin or just a trooper in in dark or whatever, but um, you know you have the the visor that uh, Tech had and everything. So I mean, I think I think it's definitely a, a plausibility a possibility that yeah, um, for sure, it is Tech. Obviously brainwashed or whatever by the Empire, but for sure. Um, and so we finally see that in in, in this kickoff of the season that Omega is beginning to get agitated um, with Dr. Hemlock and how the Empire treats everyone around. And so she's like, I gotta get up out of here. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and uh Nalase encourages her, like, you know, you need to find a way to get out and gives her her tent pad, right? Like after they mm-hmm. begin to test the blood. Um that Omega had, had given. And so she's been able to kind of avoid it all up to this, this point because now say obviously was helping her, but now we're in a position to where it kind of was, um, not going to go that way because now say wasn't available, uh, to help her. And so, you know, um, I love, I love the fact that she helps crosshair, um, escape as well. Yeah. And which I did not think that it was going to happen. I mean, it's kind of like one of those escape attempts and you're thinking, oh, man, this isn't going to work. Right. But it was good because I think um, I really enjoyed seeing Crosshair and Omega work together um, in that way. Because like we've said, you know, the the Bad Bats Clone Force 99 has has been decimated. Um, But now, even though it's still the early stages and we don't know how it's going to end. Um, it seems like like Crosshair obviously knows that the Empire doesn't give a crap about him. They're they're disposing of him um, until they have no use of him. So that, as we saw in season two, kind of began his uh, turnaround from the the Empire and the loyalty that he had to the Emperor and everything like that um, to where now. I mean, even when he saw him in episode one, he's completely beat down. He's laying up in his cell, telling Omega to just leave him because he would leave her. And um, then, towards in episode three, they're working together, um, pulling off um, the commandeer ship mission. Um, and at one point, we see that Crosshair doesn't leave Omega behind. He actually goes back and rescues her. Um, but I think it, it was just really cool to see them working together uh, because pretty much for the whole part of uh, this whole series, one, two, and three, they've been at odds. Crosshair has been hunting them, um, telling them to abandon Omega and give, him, give her up and everything like that. So, Yeah, for sure. We, we definitely have seen uh, where Crosshair was always kind of just this rigid, like, 
get out of my face kind of dude, he, he's kind of starting to show a little bit of a soft side, right? Like, and I, and I think that obviously it's a collection of what he's went through. And I think that's kind of in life sometimes, right? Like you hit rock right. bottom before you realize, yeah, <laughs> you know, before you realize, yeah. hey, maybe, maybe there's a different path I should have taken. For sure. You know, it's kind of like, you know, character development. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think you're right. I think that we, you know, we see that he, he actually goes out of his way to protect her, to help her, to be present with her as they make this, this escape, you know? Yep. And um, I thought it was funny because, you know, when she, when she came to him, Omega came to him with the tent pad to unlock his door. Um, he was just kind of like, what's the plan? And she was like, take out the troopers, you know, like, like, so she really didn't have a plan. Yeah. And he's just <laughs> like, are you serious? Like, and uh, then he's like, you chose to escape on the day that the emperor himself is here. <laughs> right. He's like, this is you know? not a good idea. Right. And, and even I, like, you know, I was telling you, I, I felt like what was going to happen was they were going to either a, not know that the emperor was there and escape and act coincidentally come into his shuttle. And he was there and he was going to be the one to capture him at the end. But obviously that didn't happen that way. I, I just, I just felt like that was going to happen. I felt like he's yeah. looking for this particular type of blood specimen. and you know, that he's already present. And I felt like that he was going to return to a shuttle to leave and then boom, find them. And obviously he was going to tear them up if that was the case. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, um, but it obviously didn't end that way, you know? And um, what were your thoughts on the ending? I mean, what do you, what, how did you feel about it? Um, I mean, I thought it was good. Like I said, you have the kind of the, the beginnings of, what we hope at least is the Bad Batch coming back together. Um, also, you have Batcher, the best space doggo around, coming in to save Omega. And he took um, her, she, or he, yeah, she, she took him with her. She took him with her. Which I wasn't expecting that. I was like, oh, she's just going to leave this dog behind. And, <laughs> but then he was rescued also. So, um, But yeah, I think it's good. It definitely, these three episodes definitely set up the. Uh, season for what's coming up, what's going to happen. Um, I just think it was great overall. What I kind of hope is, you know, so obviously we see Omega Crosshair and the alien dog, you know, doggo kind of thing. Um, <laughs> they, they, you know, they made use of a, um, a an abandoned or, you know, destroyed uh, ship shuttle and yep. it wouldn't work. And then, you know, obviously they, they're, they're being attacked because the alarm has been finally raised and they, uh, they take over a Imperial ship and they fly away, you know? And so I'm thinking, okay, they're, they're not going to make it obviously. And then that's when they finally, Dr. Hemlock finds the, the, the specimen of Omega's blood to be the, the sample they, they need. Right. Yeah. 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 And so he pulls back all the V wing fighters and, um, something that I was kind of thinking about was, I wonder if they're, and this is just a thought, you know, probably just a crazy out there thought, if they're going to be able to get a hold of Hunter and Wrecker, or are Hunter and Wrecker going to show up on the scene looking for them to, um, free them, but they've already been freed. You know, I, I just feel yep. like that, that, that could be a, you know, a twist, but I, I doubt that's all going to happen, you know? Yeah, um, no, I think they're definitely going to, cause I mean, the subtle they have is pretty much in working condition i think um so i think just somewhere along the line they're going to be able to 
meet up with um, Hunter and Wrecker probably in the next episode. No, for sure. And, you know, honestly, after the trailer that we saw of the Bad Batch, where we saw Cad Bane and we saw Phoenix Shand, um, and even we saw Asajj Ventress, I'm wondering mm-hmm. if the Empire eventually hires them to go after Omega again. It just makes sense, you know, like, hey, you're, um, Cad Bane brought, brought her in once. Right. Um, you right. know, and that makes I'm sense now. Anyways. Yeah. Um, uh, it, 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 it makes sense now to the, to the point of, okay, they're looking for her. They can't kill her. They can't, you know, shoot the ship down as it was going out. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that they're hiring all these bounty hunters because it's going to be a top, top, top target for them. Yeah, for sure. I think that's definitely, I would say is, uh, um, Cad Bane's motive. I could definitely see him being hired by the empire. I'm not so sure about Finnick and Asajj Ventress, if that's what they're doing. Um, especially Ventress, because uh, presumably they're not changing um, her story in Dark Disciple. So she did turn to the light side at that point. Um, so I don't know. I guess it's kind of... We don't know what's going to be happening or how she's returned or anything like that yet. Right. I'm excited just to kind of see where they're going to go with some of that. Yeah, I'm really excited for her to show back up. And I wonder if maybe we'll see some other Jedi show up as well kind of in this. You you know, you never know. Obviously. Yeah, you like, don't. I'd be surprised if we do, but yeah, you, you you just never know. Um, but I feel that they they definitely kicked off the the season in an awesome awesome way. I mean, it's it, it was very like you said, very gritty, very dark. But then also, it's kind of it left us kind of at a at a hook, obviously, to see what's next. And yeah. I wish we got three episodes next week as well. Right. <laughs> um, but they were definitely good. I. I feel like there's been a lot of character development for Omega. Um, she just doesn't seem like a a child, you know, like like a child that the Bad Batch has just found. She kind of now seems like she's she's grown up a little bit. And, yeah, she definitely has. Uh, I think that we're going to be able to see that more fleshed out. And um, I'm excited to see where they're going to go with the series. Uh, I'm excited to see, you know, where they're going to take some of these characters. I mean, um. Obviously, you know, in the trailer we saw, uh, like Commander Wolf and, you know, some of those others. And I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, how it's going to end up. And so I'm, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, uh, I am too. I'm, because, like you, we've said, it's kind of a, an ominous tone to it. I do expect a, a bittersweet ending because um, obviously we know that they're not going to destroy uh, Project Necromancy. Um, because that obviously is successful. So they don't win in that aspect, but they do, I'm sure, hoping at least <laughs> that some of them survive and they find, you know, whatever peace that they can find in a galaxy controlled by the Empire. For sure. And and maybe they end up actually like stalling the project, right? Like maybe yeah. they obviously, obviously they don't just destroy it and, and prevent it from eventually happening, but maybe they do stall it and um maybe that's how snow ends up coming up is maybe the yeah the, that is 
the that problem that they create leads to him being made or something. You know, you, know, you just never mm. know. And, and that's kind of what it's going to be cool to see in the next few episodes of the direction they're going to take this. Um, I'm wondering if we'll see Vader this season. You know, um, I'm hoping so. Because I've, I've kind of wondered, you know, like where he's been at this whole time. If, if there's been so much chaos going on around the galaxy, like obviously he's probably hunting Jedi um, yeah. for Order 66. And, you know, I, but I can't help but wonder, you know, if, if something happens, especially with this project being super important, as, as Emperor Palpatine said in this episode, uh, that Dr. Hemlock would have every resource of the Empire to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you just can't help but wonder, is he going to end up sending him in to, to do some dirty work? Yeah, you know? I definitely and, wouldn't be surprised, especially towards the end of the season. No, for sure. Um, and I'm wondering if that's maybe where Asajj Ventress comes in. Like, are they yeah. going to clash? Are they going to fight? Could be. You know, so. Um, but I'm excited. I, th- I think, like you said, um, they kicked it off great. I think that if, you know, if, if you're listening to this and uh, you haven't watched The Bad Batch, uh, we encourage you to check it out. Um, and also sorry not, for the spoilers. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing when I said that. Hey, if you've made it this far, sorry for spoiling it for you. Uh, but you should go watch it. And Yeah, it's definitely still worth watching. Yes, for sure. Hey, you know, something that I was I was thinking too is the animation style is came such a long way. Like I I mm. felt like I was watching a live action movie in some of the scenes. Yeah, because you really don't even, and I think it's part of the animation style and partially part of this because of the story and writing. You really don't even pay attention that you're watching an animated show um, just because, yeah. I don't know, it's it just, all of those combined are just make it an incredible, entertaining viewing experience. No, for sure. I, I think animation styles came such a long way and, you know, it, it does look like you're watching a live action, live action, you know, film or show. And, and the story is so well written and they've really fleshed out these characters to a way where, like you said, it, it it's not just a cheesy little cartoon. And, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people probably think that, but we promise you, you know, if you're listening to this and you haven't given the bad batch a, a try um, and we're spoiling everything for you, um, <laughs> you, you need to, you need to give it a try, you know, don't, and don't even just start on the season, go back and watch the very first season and, and see how the story kicks off. And I think that you will not be disappointed. Oh yeah, definitely not. Well, listen, we're, uh, excited and pumped that you joined us today. Uh, this is the listeners of the fall podcast, and we cannot wait to be back uh, here with you to discuss and talk all things Star Wars. I'm Drew. I'm Micah. And we'll see you later. See you guys.